0: Today on the newscast, Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi is set to visit Venezuela, Nicaragua and Cuba as the gathering storm comes to America's doorstep. Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here, welcome to the Watchmen newscast. We've been telling you here for some time now about what I call the gathering storm coalition. It includes Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea as charter members, and it represents a gathering storm against the West, against the U.S., and against Israel. Now, the members of this gathering storm coalition would certainly like to expand it, and that brings us to an upcoming visit to Latin America by Iran's President Ibrahim Raisi. Now, Raisi is known as the butcher of Tehran by many on the ground in Iran for really helping to spearhead the execution of thousands of Iranian dissidents back in the late 1980s. But now he is again Iran's president and in many ways the face of the Iranian regime to the world. Next week, he is set to visit three Latin American countries Venezuela, Nicaragua, and Cuba. Now, the common thread for all three of these Latin American nations is that they are run by left-wing anti-American socialist governments, and the Iranian regime has shown many times over the years that it will align itself with governments that do not share its radical Islamic ideology. Look no further than Iran's alliances with Russia and North Korea. The other members of the Gathering Storm Coalition. So not a surprise, especially considering the long-running relationship between Iran and Venezuela in particular that Raisi is coming to visit next week in the Western Hemisphere at America's doorstep. Quick reminder, Iran and Venezuela right now are in the midst of a 20-year cooperation agreement that they signed last year. Iran also, when we talk about these long-term agreements, remember, has a 25-year cooperation agreement with the communist regime in Beijing as well. But back to Latin America, look, we reported here in the newscast a few months ago that Iranian warships were in the Panama Canal. We know about the Venezuela relationship, not a surprise either, with Nicaragua and Cuba. Again, long-standing ties. The common thread between Iran and these Latin American nations is the anti-American ideology. So really not a surprise that this is happening. Iran clearly sending a message to the United States and attempting to flex its muscles and show its global influence. Now, when you think of these relationships with Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua, again, really a stone's throw from the United States where I'm coming to you from right now, you think of the possibility that Iran would supply these nations with advanced weaponry. I'm talking about ballistic missiles and drones in particular. Look, as we have reported here in the newscast many times, the Iranian regime has shown no hesitation in sharing its attack drone technology, not only with its proxies throughout the Middle East, but with Russia. Russia has used hundreds, if not thousands, of Iranian made suicide drones to attack targets in Ukraine. Is it beyond the realm of possibility that Iran would also look to equip Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua with these kinds of weapons? I don't think it is, folks. Today, you can expect the unexpected, especially when it comes to the Iranian regime. When we talk about threats at America's doorstep, obviously, the southern border, the US-Mexico border, is wide open and chaotic. And our good friend Joel Rosenberg is very concerned that terrorists will take advantage of that porous southern border. That's one of the subjects of his brand new best selling book, The Libyan Diversion. Now, it is fiction, but folks, this is very true to life. Now, in addition to being a best selling author many times over, Joel is also founder and editor-in-chief of All Israel News and All Arab News, two great sites that you need to check out. And of course, he's the host of the Rosenberg Report on TBN each week. He joined us from Jerusalem this week to discuss his brand new bestseller, The Libyan Diversion, The Threat at the Southern Border, and the possibility of what he calls a nuclear 9-11. Take a look. Joel, it is great to have you joining us from Jerusalem to talk about your latest blockbuster, The Libyan Diversion. Hey, we're gonna dig into the book and the latest exploits of Marcus Riker in a second. But first, one of the really timely angles that you hit on in the book, Joel, I mean, this is true to life, fiction but true to life, is the border crisis right here in the United States. Now, you're, you're in Jerusalem, obviously, but you're watching what's unfolding at America's southern border very, very closely. Why does it have you so concerned?
1: Well, Eric, great to be with you. Thank you for having me on The Watchman. Uh, look, uh, this, this novel, The Libyan Diversion, came out of a conversation that I had two and a half years ago with former CIA director, former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. Pompeo and I had become friends when he was in the House of Representatives on the House Intelligence Committee because he'd been reading my novels and uh, had become a fan and invited me to come have coffee when I was back in the States and up on the Hill. Who knew that was going to be a friendship that turned into him becoming the CIA Director and and Secretary of State. But uh, on the weekend that we were commemorating the 9-11 attacks, Uh, I was in DC, I was interviewing Pompeo at a public event um, in DC uh, about my book then, Enemies and Allies. And I was asking him about what are the major threats that we're facing? How do you see it? China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, all the biggies. But then I asked Pompeo, what am I not asking you that I should be asking you? What's worrying you? What's keeping you up at night? And he said, it's that Mexican border. And he said, the reason is because the northern part of Mexico along the southern U.S. border has become what he calls ungoverned spaces. I said, elaborate. And and Pompeo said, look, what's happened is the Mexican government has essentially surrendered that northern tier, large swaths of it anyway, to drug runners, drug cartels, uh, organized crime syndicates, human traffickers. And that's why Trump, Pence, Pompeo were trying to build that wall and beef up that border. And then, of course, there's the threat of terrorists. And just this year, Eric, 83 people on the FBI terror watch list have been captured illegally entering the United States through Mexico. Last year was 98, so we're on pace for twice that rate. And who have we not caught? Who has the United States not caught? And what are they planning? That's basically the premise the Libyan diversion.
0: Yeah and it's just irresistible you would think Joel if that border is so wide open if you're a terrorist organization with hostile intentions towards the United States that border seems irresistible I mean to as an entryway into the US and by the way your great work at All Israel News in addition to your prolific writing at All Israel News you just commissioned a poll that was very revealing as well about Americans concerns about the border and terrorism. Tell us more about that, and then we'll break down the Libyan diversion as well. Yeah, well, I was curious, just from a just straight news perspective, a, a public policy perspective, yeah,
1: I'm worried about that border and what, and what terrorists could do, but are am I alone? <laughs> and I'm not. It, it turns out two-thirds of the American people are, are actually very, very worried about what's happening on that Mexican border. They're afraid that terrorists are going to come through. Most are fearful that terrorists will only try to pull off a 9-11 magnitude attack since basically all the other pathways into the states have been closed. You can't just fake an ID and get on a plane anymore uh, if you're a terrorist. And it's not easy to get into any border except the Mexican border. But, But there are also a third of Americans are worried about the scenario in the Libyan diversion, that not only will terrorists come through Mexico to do 9-11 style terrorist attacks, but they'll bring nuclear dirty bombs in as well, trying to pull off a nuclear 9-11. That's what, that's what worries me most,
0: uh, I'm not predicting it, but it turns out a lot of Americans are worried about it as well. Yeah, and it's needless to say, very plausible, Joel, not only because of the mess at the southern border, but the intent of terror organizations, hey, and that brings us to the Libyan diversion, uh, the latest exploits, again, of Marcus Riker, special agent, and so true to life, Joel. Give us the premise a little bit. Again, this is a terror-focused story, terror against the United States, and it's it's a knuckle, uh, a gripping, gripping novel for sure. Tell us more about it. Well, I appreciate it. Look, this
1: is the fifth in the Marcus Riker series. Marcus Riker, former Marine who went to Afghanistan with the Marines to fight against terrorism, is signed up right after 9-11, ends up getting deployed to Iraq, wounded in both countries um, in combat for valor, uh, ends up working for the United States Secret Service, marrying his high school sweetheart. But because of a terrible tragedy, which we're now five books in, so I'll mention, his wife and only son are murdered in a convenience store robbery in the first book in the Kremlin conspiracy. So he's dealing not only with physical wounds, uh, but he's dealing with emotional and spiritual wounds uh, because he's invested his whole life to protect his country and its leaders and its values, only to not be able to protect the two people he he loves most and cares for most. So by the time we get to the Libyan diversion, he is hunting down the world's worst terrorist, a guy named Abu Nakba, which in Arabic, as you know, means father of catastrophe. I study the world's worst evil people, what they want, what they believe, what they say they're going to do, and then I believe them. And then I do these novels as a war game. Let's imagine that a Putin-esque character or a Xi Jinping-type character or a Osama bin Laden-type character or whomever – actually tries to pull off the very evil things that they've been talking about planning. And let's play it out like a war game. Let's play it out in a novel. So it's entertaining. It has to grab you, has to hold you, has to keep you going for three, four, five nights in a row so that hopefully you can't put that book down. But not only are you being entertained, hopefully you're being educated and even mobilized, certainly as a believer, to pray pray for the southern border that we have either the President Biden, who's a complete derelict on this, and we did another poll showing that a lot of Americans, 60%, believe he is failing his constitutional responsibility to protect that border from invasion. And a third now want him impeached because of his border failures. But whether it's him or somebody else soon, that 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 border would be protected because this is, you know, I'm making it up, Eric, but I'm making up based on, you know, input from people who did work for the CIA, including a former CIA director. But this is real life. And as Watchmen, you know, if you see a threat coming and you don't say anything, yeah, the threat's still gonna come. It's still gonna materialize, but then we are responsible. We have blood on our hands. And I, you know, whether it's a novel or all Israel news or just Twitter or Facebook or whatever I can do, I've gotta tell people what, what
0: worries me because I think these are real threats. Thanks again to our good friend, Joel Rosenberg, for joining us, folks. Again, the book is called The Libyan Diversion, and you can pick it up at amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you, and remember, never hold your peace.